Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, ring the bell. Ladies boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell, and it's our second preview in a week, because WWE, at the moment, on a bit of a network special slash pay-per-view kick, whatever, so we're on the road to SummerSlam, the long road to SummerSlam, but first things first, it's Hell in a Cell. We're here to talk about who is the we? You should know, it's a preview, so of course, it's Ali Thompson. The master of the previews is back. Indeed. How are we, sir? Yeah, we're good, you? Yeah, very well. It's been a, a fun week of wrestling so far. It's been eventful. Uh, Raw was better than usual, I guess. Um, right, okay. <laughs> no, not exactly a high bar to reach, I know. <laughs> uh, SmackDown um, obviously hasn't happened yet. We're, we're recording this, right, full disclosure, we're recording this on Thursday. So as it stands, we don't know what happens on SmackDown. So when you listen to this, if it was the great show ever last night, Sorry, can't talk about it. Don't know what's happening yet. <laughs> Just assume Roman was amazing yeah, and the rest uh, kind of followed in line. So Yeah, I was going to say, Roman stole the show, the rest were 5 out of 10. Five, yeah. right. But the big thing this week, I think at least, and this is what we're going to spend a few minutes on coming off our last couple of pods, is NXT. Because last week we did, of course, the preview for TakeOver uh, in your house, and then we did the review show, and there was so much we talked about. Predominantly, what was William Regal talking about when he said that he thought it was time for a change? That was the big hook coming out of in your house, and we kicked into NXT on Tuesday straight off with Mr. William Regal coming out to the ring, and very emotional, very very emotional promo about how he loves NXT and he's put everything into NXT, and he cares so much about it, and he just wants. He thinks it's time for a change. Uh, Karrion Cross, the champion, interrupted him and basically put Regal down and the usual thing that a heel would do to a general manager. And then, inevitably, no real shock here, out walks Samoa Joe. He's back. I I mean, we kind of predicted this on, on the, the review show that it was almost inevitable. Yeah. But... I wasn't keen on it because I really want competing at some sort. I didn't want to see him in a role like this, but by God, was I wrong. And I'll hold my hands up. And and once again, just the whole show showed me why NXT is the best weekly episodic TV wrestling show out there. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Yes, Roman's great on SmackDown and by far the best character. AEW might be the most fun that I have weekly. You know, I, I just enjoyment. But for a for that perfect wrestling, NXT, literally on their worst week, is on par with the rest. And when they're good, like this week, my God, it's through the roof. And, you know, just just quickly, I mean, because like William Regal, obviously, as much as he's played a massive part here, he's like the small cog in NXT. But William Regal drew more emotion out of me on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, sorry, I keep forgetting the change nights, on Tuesday night, then... 90% of the male and female roster have in 10 years. Yep. He's that good. Without without competing. Yes. And he, I, William Regal is the most underrated performer 
of our generation because he doesn't get talked about anywhere near enough. In-ring, facials, psychology, storytelling. The, the man genuinely had it all, but just because he didn't do flips, he didn't get over with a lot of the audience. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe said that when Regal wants to see him, Regal was like, oh, yeah, we'll just do it now, seeing you here. He basically offered Joe the position of GM, as everyone expected, and Joe said no, because what he wants to do instead is make sure that William Regal gets the respect that he deserves. So Regal accepts this with the proviso, two conditions. uh, Samoa Joe would not compete in the ring. He is not an active wrestler, and he is not to lay his hands on any superstar unless provoked. And for me, those two words were the best addition to a line in a promo for years because you watch that back and I've watched it a few times because the segment is genuinely one of the best segments I've seen in a long, long time. Karrion Cross has a real heel shit-eating grin in his face when he hears that Joe can't touch anyone and then Regal turns to face Cross and then to says the words unless provoked and Cross's face drops when he realises shit. Samoa Joe is going to have a very loose definition of the word provoked. And, oh, my God, I'm in for it now. How good was this? It, it, you said it. It summed up it, the, the the delay that Regal gave us. You know, as you say, without, before he said the words, you know, unless provoked. And just, just, just you know, that small nuances of the, the turn to look at Cross. And fair play to Karen Cross. I mean, the, the facials he gave, as you say, the... the the smug eating grin, you know, and then uh, the face dropped because we know what Joe is. And carrying cross for anybody who, you know, I always look at it as like you what how it portrays to like a, a new wrestling fan. You know, if we were sitting with a friend who had never seen wrestling, carrying cross just portrayed Joe as the biggest, baddest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way that people look at Brock Lesnar type, you yep. know, it's that. And I just think it makes it special. I had one slight issue with the ending. I think it, I wish they would have left Cross looking strong in the ring. Yeah, Cross but walking away. Um, I didn't up, like that, but just as a yeah, but you can sell it because he is a heel. Yes, but yeah, I would have liked to seen Joe and Regal leave the ring, mm-hmm. um, or at least Joe anyway, and leave Cross there. But yeah, that just started off well, and obviously they they were the constant thread through the night, which we'll yeah. come on to. So, yeah, within about 10 minutes or so backstage, Adam Cole uh, is the pull apart and there's uh, officials involved with Carlo Riley and things like that. And uh, Joe is there and Cole pushes Joe. That's provoke. So <laughs> Joe chokes him out. And that, this is it. This is the almost the buddy cop team that I now need to see that I didn't think I needed to see. Regal with Joe just to make sure that everyone respects and listens to William Regal. This is perfect. Yeah, I mean, to to get physical so soon as well, that's what Kingsman gives me a glimmer of hope for the future. Mm-hmm. I know he wasn't touched as such, but you know, just just enough to give me. Even if nothing happens, there's there's enough physicality there. Yep. It's and obviously Regal and Tajiri was excellent. You know, back in the day when it was the GM and this, and now you've got the. I think we might see a more comedic William Regal this time. You know, because he can be a. I think we might even see like almost a heel William Regal down the line as well, knowing that Joe's there. Yeah. You know, just a bit more cocky because he knows he's got that 
protection. You know, it might it might swing him where he's just now really vulnerable. You know, it might you might see eventually down the line that you're just growing and growing and growing. Uh, there's just so many. Oh, it's, just, it's so exciting. <laughs> uh, elsewhere on the show, because uh, there was more stuff that happened. It wasn't just oh, all about Samoa Joe. Um, LA Knight had his ceremony to be officially crowned and awarded the Million Dollar Championship from Teddy Biasi. Uh, Knight took that glad, uh, gladly and said, basically, now that I've got all I want, it's now time to dump the, what I don't want. And with that, he uh, beat down Biasi, took him down. Biasi took a bump. Didn't expect that because nowadays yeah. a lot of legends don't really take bumps. So that was good to see. And Cameron Grimes went out for the huge babyface pop and the save. <clears throat> and this feud continues. And I'm all for that, actually. Do you know the, the best bit about the Cameron Grimes coming out as well? He didn't come out and wrestle. Mm-hmm. He came out and punched him. Yep. What it's, it's a little, it's a little thing. It's it, Wrestling, okay, yes, it's scripted, it's choreographed, whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, if you're not believing me, you're trying to hurt somebody. Yeah. Or you're trying to win a fight. I don't care. Cameron's, Cameron Grimes came out and punched him square in the face. Perfect. That's it. Like, literally, just brilliant. I loved LA Knight. was excellent, the way he took out Dibiase. We we did wonder where this was going to go. So that wipes out. Or we might see Grimes with Dibiase for a bit while this feud continues. But at least we know Dibiase's obviously they're not going to be a full-time party here. And they've almost set the stage to move on, almost from the million-dollar title, really. I wonder if that that be the last piece we see a Dibiase kind of for a spell. Um, he's got the million dollar total now. Does does Knight? He doesn't need. They don't need Dibiase in there. That the feud is now. They had the ladder match. That was the, almost the start of the feud, and now it's time to sort of build on it up to the next takeover or beyond. So they've got they've got time now to do something really special with this. Yeah, I think what you do now is you you have the Dibiase chasing, don't you? Try to win that title back. Um, eventually get it back. You know, LA Knight just refused to defend it because, as we know, it's not a defendable championship. But ultimately, let's push it to the point where Grimes isn't going away. Finally, gets to win it back, and this is where you might see DiBiase back. You know, as Grimes gives him the title back, takes it off TV, mm-hmm. and we then move on. You know, as normal. Um, and again, it would be really good storytelling for, you know, well, it's been going on a couple of months now, really. Yep. So another another two, three months out of it. You're getting a good five I months so. out of a, a Mickey Mouse title. You know, it's not a it's not a real title as such. And it will help both guys get to that next level that we spoke about in, in both yeah. the preview and review shows. Good that, rest. Good rest gets both yeah. guys over. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, main event of the show was the Tornado Tag. It was the Grizzled Young Vets up against Champa and Thatcher. I love this. This was great. Hard-hitting, intense, chaotic. Uh, everything that it promised and then some would have been good on takeover yes but equally great hook for the show great main event I can't really complain yeah uh, we, we knew it was going to be a, a barn buster didn't we we said that we we don't want to see Thatcher and somebody together but ultimately it's going to lead to something really special between the two because they are both hard and I love watching the Grizzled Young Bets I just think they're, a, they're an incredible team yeah um, yeah just it was just genuinely the show was practically perfect. So we mentioned Great American Bash is the next sort of uh, TV special uh, in about a month's time. They've announced Adam Cole versus Carlo Riley in a straight up wrestling match for that sh- uh, that show. So we know we're getting at least one good match on that card, if nothing else. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. You know, that's a chance of being like a match of the year candidate. That's a, you know, that's like a Shawn Michaels elite 
wrestling, you know, Adam Cole really is perfect. And O'Reilly can bring it. And anybody who's seen the Ring of Honor shows where mm-hmm. uh, O'Reilly and Cole from, from many years ago know what kind of match. I, I almost wish we built up now to the kind of no holds barred street fight that we yeah. had originally. I don't like to go backwards, but with those two, it's okay because it made sense if that's mm. it. But I would have preferred to see like a, a wrestling match, a session match, maybe ultimately leading to like a best out of three stages of hell type yeah. match where they get to choose one each with a, a cage or a hell in a cell at the end or a last man standing, you know, sort of thing. But yeah, we're going to get a good match and we'll see what else comes of it. I'd imagine that'll be mainly the titles after that that will be defending. You don't really have many non-title matches on, on takeovers, maybe one, possibly two. But obviously all the titles will be defending. But yeah, do you know what? It'll be a, it'll be a solid show at its worst. Do you know what I mean? With, with NXT. So yeah, yeah I look forward to it coming on anyway. All right, so that was NXT. Um, barring obviously what happens on what happened on SmackDown last night as you listen to this. We're going to say NXT was the show of the week. SmackDown, prove us wrong. Yes. Um, right, let's move on to while we're here. It's Hell in a Cell. Uh, usually reserved for October. This time has been brought forward to mix around, we think, so Monday the bank can be in front of fans uh, next month. Yeah. As it, as we sit here on Thursday, there are only five matches announced for this card. Now, SmackDown could add one or two more. Obviously, Shinsuke Nax and Baron Corbin are feuding over the crown. Uh, you've got the Otis and Chad Gable uh, story. They're kind of maybe building that people probably don't care about all that much. Um, so there might be one or two more added. Obviously, there also might be like a kickoff show match. But as it stands, these are the five. So let's, uh, let's start from the bottom, as uh, from WWE's website. Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. This is... I, I know, obviously, myself and Ross have said about how we love the supernatural stuff, and obviously the Fiend stuff ticked all of the boxes for us. However, the whole Lily the doll thing and Reginald being involved and just... Uh, this is such a waste of Shayna Baszler. This sucks. Just say it. It's awful, isn't it? I loved, again, I'm with you. There's no bigger Fiend fan. I loved all the stuff. I was literally, if I hadn't been watching with you guys at Mania, I would have turned the show off and went to my bed right after. If I'd been there, I would have walked out. You know, it was that disappointing. I, um, for what's come out with the Bray stuff, and it's understandable why it's finished the way it's finished. So fine, I'm okay with that. But this Lily stuff, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, none of it, like... Obviously, the supernatural and all the weird stuff, like even go back to like the Undertaker's soul flying out his body sort of thing, at least it all tied in with a story that was going on, you know. And this, I just, I don't get it. Like, it just makes no sense. And Shayna shouldn't be involved in this stuff. Like, it's not like they're doing, they've done good with Shayna on the main roster. They, they have, like, they're making her out to be almost a joke. Like, I'm not almost, she is a joke. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so she's come out of the worst tag team that nobody ever liked. Um, not really split them up to get a feud with them either, which is nope. strange for WWE. And then put her in with the Alexa stuff. And I mean, I love Alexa. Alexa Bliss might be my favourite character. The stuff she's done since turning to the Fiend Dark Side malarkey has been incredible. But I don't want to see her beating Shayna Baszler. Like Shayna Baszler, literally, where her eyes goes, could be every single woman on that roster. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the men as well. And this is where I lose interest. I don't expect her to be like 
portrayed as this like complete killer and can't be defeated. But I'd like to make her look like so she's not Mandy Rose. <laughs> like no disrespect to Mandy Rose, but yeah. like you know, there's le- levels to this game, and they're making Shayna look like. They'd be as well put on a brand panties match. Like literally, that's the next step for her. <laughs> I'm not even sure that that would be a downgrade, but yeah, it's disappointing. Um, I think it's it's unfair on all involved, and I'm sure Alexa's loving it, having some crea- creativity involved because she does like all this stuff. But I just don't see where it's going. I don't I don't get this now. I don't get the Lily. I don't get why they but- don't like Shayna. The one thing that confused me is they did a bit of they did a video package on Raw, kind of just showing that the last few months of Alexa in this transformation, they've completely erased the fiend, yeah, from that backstory, which is yeah. which was weird because yeah. which makes me think okay, the fiend is no more. Like whatever Bray does when he comes back may not be the fiend anymore, or, or for whatever reason they just don't want those two linked. It's just it's weird why the, the Alexa Bliss character. Not not you know alluding to, not hinting. It was directly because of the fiend. So, but now the fiend stuff didn't happen. It's 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 weird. Yeah, I, I get the, the only thing I can say about it. I just don't get it, and I don't know. I'm glad it's not just me. I'm like, as you say, you and Ross enjoy this type of. I know there's a lot of people, you know, you're wrestling purists who hate this stuff, but like me, you and Ross, as you say, we're really into all this stuff. We like the the gimmicky stuff when it's done well, but. Hmm. This, this isn't done well. There's just no. I don't, I don't even mind it to be done because it's such a such a gimmick. You can handle it not being done, you know, well as long as there's a story there. But there's not even nothing. Nothing's adding up just now. It's almost like a tin of spaghetti just chucked on a plate. Really, it's just I can't find the ends. The beginning of the end. So, right. Okay. Let's do it. Prediction: Bliss versus Baszler. Who wins? Oh, it's got to be Bliss. It is Bliss. It's got to be Bliss, it's, isn't it? Like. Sheena, Sheena can't lose ultimately, but Sheena can't get any lower. Whereas they're trying to build bliss into this thing. That so, sounded like a challenge to creative then. Sheena yeah, can't get any. Watch her get pinned by Lily. Do you not feel that if Sheena was to win, it almost buries both of them? In, in as much <laughs> as that Baszler should be winning, so there's no actual real achievement, and that Bliss, yeah. not through no fault of her own, but being linked in this with Bliss is a death knell to yeah. any person's career. So yeah, Shayna going over could be the worst thing. Could In a way, it'd be better for her to lose than it would be to win. Yeah, which is because really if weird. she wins, say she beats Bliss, right? So that knocks Bliss's character gone. Then Shayna would say face, I don't know, Mandy Rose, or even um, Eva Marie and Piper Vixen next week. And, P- and Piper Vixen would beat Shayna, which... Is no thing. Paper Vixen is incredible, mm-hmm. but she shouldn't be losing. Shayna Baszler shouldn't be losing to somebody new on the main roster like that. So this was. So this would then kill two characters all at one go. For, so at and least, what's the point? What What is an end game here that actually helps anyone? It doesn't. Yeah. Well, we need ultimately. We we have to hope and have some faith in some sort of creative that Alexa going over leads to something. Ultimately, before Alexa becomes Alexa Bliss again. Uh, also, very quickly, we'll uh, circle back to Helen Cell. Yeah, you mentioned Piper Vixen, Piper Niven, whatever. She debuted on Raw as Eva Marie's bodyguard, biggest fan, partner. Uh, they haven't actually identified <laughs> yeah. what she is. The annoying thing is, is that the announcers had to play dumb and go, who is this person? Who is this lady? 
Uh, she's the one that's been signed with your company for the last two and a bit years, who's actually on your website under Superstar Bios. Don't want to tell you how to do your job or anything announces, but it's right there. How me stupid young, is it? Me, young classic, she was in, wasn't she? How ridiculous um, is it when you've got announcers yeah. who have to sit there and go, who is this person that everyone yeah. knows wrestled on one of our international brands every single week who's documented yeah. on our website? What, what is the point? Like, if, what? She's not, if she's not on Raw, she doesn't exist. Have you heard what the proposed name for her is? I, yes, but I've totally forgotten. Remind me again. I heard it on the radio the other day. Dewdrop. That's it. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Just, just call her Piper, or yeah. Vixen, or Niven, or Piper Vixen. Call her. How difficult is it? She has the name in our WWE contract already from NXT, from NXT UK. Just leave it. Yeah, it's not like we're signing her from a different company. The problem is they they seem to be based on one. Okay, one show. I get it's only one show, but based on that initial and first impressions, you can't repeat. That is it. If I fear they're going to like a Bertha Fay route for anyone that remembers 1995 WWE, um, and that ain't a good thing. Yeah, that and that, and they're going down the Naya Alexa route as well, aren't they? They're going to go down the really the, the bigger girl because no one can um, see even her is a great heat magnet. I've I maintain when she was around there, Fesco she given her the women's championship because 100%. it would have absolutely pissed everyone off, and that is perfect hill heat. Totally on board with that, yeah. but I just I, I don't know what kind of reaction it's going to get when they start touring again. That's the thing. I don't know if it's actually going to have the desired effect. It'll I'd... be interesting to see. Yeah, now um, I, I, I assume they're going to go down almost down the Mean Girls route. You know, have her as the, the 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 almost the bitchy cheerleader from high school, and you know, all the girls just want to be friends with her. <laughs> I'd like to see her get almost get a stable of girls. Um. And then, obviously, ultimately, if WWE, if, if WWE do this right, oh, they no. could turn Piper Vixen into the biggest babyface women's wrestling has seen in a long well, time. Well, yeah, because a couple of years ago, when Nia and Alexa were feuding, and obviously Alexa was body shaming Nia and things like that, Nia was generally over as a as a as a babyface who was standing up for people who got bullied, and it worked. It absolutely worked. Okay. The match was it at Mania, the the, yeah. the the uh, and it should have been a squash, and it wasn't. It went for like ten minutes, and it was ridiculous. But if that was done as a squash, that might have been the best story they told that year. It got Nia over, it got Alexa over, it got the story over, and it would have had the best payoff. They can do this. Yeah, just do it again with Piper and Eva. Yep, strap the tag team titles on them as quick as you can. Yep, make Piper do all the work. And then Eva Marie tag herself in every week to get the pin. That's it. Every single week. Do it for a year if you have to. <laughs> and then eventually, bang, Piper Wright's like, hold on. Catch her talking about her. Do something. Something stupid. Then wipe her out. Get the title. Or even help. Piper helps Eva Marie win the title. And then takes it off her. And yeah. it has to be, as you say, it has to be a squash match. Just kill her right away. And the difference between Alexa and Naya and Eva Marie and Piper... Piper can work. Yeah. So you're going to get it. And you don't need even to work. She looks great. She's doing all the right stuff promotional-wise. She doesn't have to do anything. No. She, she's a superstar. She's not a wrestler. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I have no faith that it will work. But any any half-decent wrestling mind makes this work. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defends once again against Bailey. Uh, the match would be good because it was last time. But do we really need to see this match again? 
Um, nope, and I still hate the fact that I mentioned last time, why the hell uh, did Bianca Belair, the good girl, challenge Bailey for the title when she's the champion? I still need somebody to explain the logic to this. And where's Sasha? <laughs> we haven't seen well, her since Mania. She dropped yeah. the belt, and we haven't seen her since Mania. That that yeah. I don't make uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and I, I, I love Bailey. Like, I have no issue with Bailey being fo- featured again because she was an actually MVP of the initial pandemic PC era. So absolutely fine with this. But I, I don't know what has to continue based on filling the Thunderdome with pictures of Bailey shout laughing and all this I don't understand why we need to see this again when there's other things they could be doing yep. do you know the biggest thing about the Sasha thing is why do the commentators never ask where she is why is never questions asked when people aren't on TV mm-hmm. like it's she had the match I of the just, night at Mania or one of the match of the night or match of the show over the yeah, two nights I just find it strange. and no one's asked where she was no, I, I find that strange like um, or like when people like a backstage interviewer speaking to Bianca why not somebody ask Bianca do you not find it strange that you've not seen your old enemy Sasha Banks since Wrestlemania mm-hmm. just just you could just put the questions to bed right away just one one question one answer Done. you know Bianca it's hard to do it without a heel reaction but you know like I beat her I, I made her run away spit a dummy out and go Anything. home yeah just Something to give us, like, it's the same way. Even, like, I, I know it's not been too long, but why is there nobody asking questions um, where, why Becky's not back yet? Why is no one asking where Edge is? Well, yeah. And take take pick, you know? And, I get, and again, I know we're boring lines, but why is nobody asking Seth where Becky is? I, I, we live in a world, unfortunately, now that everybody knows that it's his baby. Why is he here and his wife isn't? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but, we probably don't need to ask this question, but who wins, Bianca or Bailey? I actually think Bailey. You think a title I, change? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think Bianca's doing what they wanted to do. Um, she's been a bit flat for me. Um, Can't argue. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't keen. I think we all spoke about it on the build up to Mania. It, it almost didn't make sense the way they were building it. Um, we, as you say, the match was excellent, so that was. I think that was always going to happen, but. A bit like the Raw Women's Champion, it just—it's almost flatter to deceive for me. So um, I think the problem they had is—is is that Bianca had a big moment in front of fans, and now then she had to start that journey as a champion in front of no fans, technically. Yes. And you all that momentum you get for that first night and that that classic match and that main event match and that that memorable moment—you can't can, night after Mania. There's no fans, like live fans, to have that moment in. That's you, you deserve it, kind of thing. You, you, so she's automatically no fault of her own, but she's inevitably dropped, and the momentum is going away with every passing week. Unfortunately, for yeah. me at least, they, they just need a bit of experience now to carry at the top. And I feel Bailey, as you say, Bailey was the star of the performance center. Um, I, yeah, I just I can just see Bailey. I think they've got more faith in Bailey just now. Um, and until we get some stars back, wherever they may be, um, yeah, I think that's time. Right. Um, I think Bianca's going to retain. Uh, I, I think that the the story, if they want to stretch it out, they could have Bianca chase if Bailey does win. But I just I don't see Bianca dropping that belt anytime soon. Um, Bailey just feels like a stopgap who's got a name value and name presence. And 
it may be setting up Sasha to return for SummerSlam in front of, obviously, they've got to fill 72,000 seats somehow, and yeah. a Mania rematch is something that probably ticks the box as a main attraction. Yeah, that, that makes sense as well. I would, I'd almost rather go on that route. I'd ra- would you not rather promote the Becky, not Becky, Sasha and Bailey? If you, well, if you it's, I think it it's done. I, yeah. I think they had... I think we need a long break from Sasha versus Bailey. I agree with you, but I think name-wise, I think it just sells more. Also, and, and I hate to to put it to this, but the Bianca Sasha did a lot for the uh, obviously the race involved and that side of it, and I think that kind of representation again at the biggest party of the summer. And obviously, if you have got as speculation is Reigns versus Cena, maybe Lashley versus Lesnar, whatever on the women's side of it. If you maybe have Becky Lynch show up, who knows? But as a featured match. Bianca, Sasha, Mania rematch, the rematch for the one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, as the marketing will say, that seems like a no-brainer for the company, in my in my eyes. Yeah. No. Right or wrong, but it just feels like I think Baby's just filling a gap until Sasha's ready to come back and Bianca hopefully gains some momentum by beating an established name. Yeah. Like a baby. Yeah, it would definitely help her, definitely. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see where we go. Right, stick on the women. Uh, on the Raw side now, uh, Ray Ripley defends against, inevitably, Charlotte Flair. Uh, we're here again. Charlotte's challenging for another women's title. Uh, I reverse my pick. Bianca's retaining. I, I forgot that this match was on. Bianca will retain because this is your title change. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. She, she, they've made Charlotte almost look like a fool the last couple of weeks. There's, there's a reason that's happening. Is there any benefit to Charlotte winning? It gets the title of Rhea, who's been terrible. Not on her own behalf. It, she's been booked that way. Is but, this the same as Bianca? She had that big moment at Mania in front of fans, and now there's no follow-up in front of a live audience? Possibly. Uh, the booking's been terrible for her. Like I'll, I'll take it away from her. Obviously, I'm not putting it down to her work. She was booked like a star in NXT. She's booked like another girl. On Raw, how many times have um, you said that? She, well, exactly, but she doesn't even look like a star now. You know, she doesn't have that in NXT. She just had that look, you know, that attitude. She carried that. She almost had an aura around her. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have that. Thing is, whether you, whether you like Charlotte or not, and many obviously don't. You can't deny she, she has that star presence. Yeah. Whether it be because you know she's a flair, or you just you associate Charlotte with success and being the top level, but Charlotte has that. Like she is a superstar. She She's is Roman Reigns. Yeah, but you know, not as good. But in the women's division, she is Roman Reigns. She is the top dog, or at least until Becky shows up. So Rare is always going to look inferior because Charlotte is the established, long-term, consistently, more often than not, dominating star. And I don't know how that's going to change. The only way you were going to fix the, the hatred on Charlotte was I, I, the whole story they had going with Rick and Lacey. Lacey, because it was real to Charlotte, you know, the dad schmoozing. Yep. And, um, and even just making losing matches, you know, making her vulnerable. Seeing her look, you, could, you needed a long term story of Charlotte almost changing. 
you know, coming back with new gear, not the robe, not the like the goddess look, mm-hmm. and try to rebuild herself. But they're, they're never going to do it, as you say. She is the she is the Roman Reigns, the John Cena of the women's division. You know, she's she's Roman before he became this this version of Roman sort yeah. of thing. She's got, I mean, what's she on? Maybe 12? 12, 12, 13, things? something like that. Yeah, that's, which is ridiculous. And and I feel this is the next one. Just just the book in the last couple of weeks, it just, it's, it seems to lead up that way. I, I hope not. I think, I do believe Rhea as a star. I love the the rocker chick, you know, the, the almost the emo alternate looking mm-hmm. girls. And, and that's what I love about, I'm sick of looking at perfect girls. Yeah. I know it sounds silly, but, you know, your, your Mandy Roses and your, Eva Marie's and Lana's, they're all beautiful and they're all perfect. And that's why I love the the Piper, the Shana's, um, and now obviously uh, Rhea looking the, the alternative look. So we definitely need the diversity, but there's something missing and it, it's not Rhea's fault. I don't know if she's a good or bad girl. I don't know. I don't quite get that either. Um, yeah, I, I feel Charlotte, It's I, I feel it's been a while for in WWE terms. That Charlotte's been without a title, and yeah, I feel here it comes. I'm going to stay positive. Uh, hard to do a WWE Raw at the moment, but I'm going to go with Rhea to win, or at least to maybe win by DQ and necessitate a rematch. Uh, and maybe at Man in the Bank, which would be interesting to see the reaction to Charlotte in front of the fans. Uh, so I don't know, but yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea to win either by DQ or to win outright and retain the belt and they'll just same as Bianca they'll keep persevering I think that I think they want to try and get get them in front of the fans again because that's the litmus test right now they're in the Thunderdome they they have no barometer they have no guide apart from social media trends they have no way to to gauge how these people are doing and I think money in the bank and then obviously the subsequent roars and smackdowns I think that's where the test is going to come for for the Biancas and the Reyes as kind of that emerging you know blossoming new champions so it doesn't make any sense to beat Rhea yet but at the same time to your point it has been a long time for Charlotte comparatively so <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me to see Charlotte win but I'm going to cross fingers and hope and say that Rhea is going to retain yeah that'd be yeah another one it should be interesting it's, the long-term storytelling is important here regardless of what happens Okay, Universal Championship. Uh, we're going inside the hell now. Two handless matches to round us off. Uh, Roman Reigns, the big dog, the tribal chief, the head of the table, the best thing in wrestling today. Uh, taking on Rey Mysterio. Now, this is kind of come... Yeah, the up-and-comer, looking for that rub. Um, this has kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, really started with, well, the last few weeks, if that. Uh, I would rather not see Roman wrestle, to be honest. I just don't think he's needed on this show. And that's not a knock on him. I just think you treat him like a special, uh, like a special event. You don't put him on every pay per view. You put him on the big shows. And if he's on a smaller show like a Hell in a Cell or a, a Backlash or a No Mercy, then you have a good story for him. I don't think he deserves better than this. I think, and that's not a knock on Ray, but Ray and Dom are doing the father son tag team champ thing. Just leave him to do that. I don't know why you had to have this mixing with. Roman right now? Yeah, yeah. Plain and simple because they have no one. They haven't built anybody up. This is the problem with SmackDown. As good a show as it can be, it's Roman Reigns level one and maybe down at level five is your next tier 
and then obviously you've got the, the lower down guys as well. There, there's no one on Roman's level, so they're having to just almost throw anyone. I feel that's how we're going to get Cena back ultimately, which is obviously the rumour for SummerSlam. But I agree with you. There's no need for the... T- yeah, there's no need for the title to be defended here. Why not put the tag team, like the Usos and well, Ray and have, Yeah, have a tag title match. You could have Roman on the show, have Roman at the end, if the Usos lose, just destroy Mysterios again. Yeah. Just keep... I mean, my prediction of how this is going to go, obviously he's going to win and he's going to beat them down. And I feel it's going to be the same for the next few weeks that he's just going to keep beating down the Mysterios and it's going to ultimately lead to, it's going to look like he's going to seriously or end Ray's career and here comes Super Cena yep. to the rescue sort of thing. But that's my, it seems very obvious, but it's the only way I can see how you're getting Cena back and making that story. But, it, uh, yeah, I think we're going to get the, I've beaten everyone, I've beaten the legends, you know, I've, I've, I've chased Daniel Bryan Edge out of WWE. I've I've beaten Daniel Legend Rey Mysterio. I've got the Usos in my corner, whether they like it or not. There's no one that can touch me. Here we go. John Cena's here. And that feels like a, as good a setup as I think Crit ever are able to write, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And then really I would then say, right, creative, leave it alone. Let Roman, Heyman, and Cena do it. Let them take care. Let them write this because that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's quite sad that that's the faith we've got in creative that we need, you know, wrestlers to write their own. I mean, I suppose that's what wrestling should be, really, in a way that wrestlers know best. As long as they're booking, they're not booking for themselves; they're booking yeah. for for the best. But um, we both know Rome's going to win. Obviously, there, there's literally no doubt here. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Yeah, I, I was going to say Mike in the qualify, but I remember yeah, it's a hell in a cell match for no apparent reason. So. Yeah, he's just going to... It's almost going to be like a... Remember the Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins and The Fiend or yep. Wyatt and the referee like called it because... Yeah, called got... the DQ in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. I could see something like this happening, you know, just... He almost kills Ray and just stops the match out of... Yeah, like a... probably. Um, so on SmackDown last week, uh, Roman powerbombed Dom into oblivion over the camera and we never yeah. saw him again, so... Dom's dead, I think, is the thing that comes out of that. So I'm sure he's going to somehow try and get revenge. Um, I don't know. I, I love Roman Reigns and I'll watch anything he does, but this doesn't ex- this doesn't excite me because this just feels like it's a waste of Roman. Yeah, I think we don't need to see Roman wrestle. I'm quite happy mm-hmm. seeing him. For all, throughout Hell in a Cell, I'm quite happy to see 10 different five-minute segments from him. You know, just backstage and, mm-hmm. and his little office with his chair. Love yeah. it. But yeah, I don't, I don't need to see him geared up and in the ring. Right, okay. Uh, this might be an event. Who knows? Depends on the outcome, I guess. Hell in a Cell. Uh, once again, it's Drew McIntyre challenging the almighty Bobby Lashley. So, of course, they fought at Mania. They fought at uh, Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash, with the now-released Braun Strowman. That still seems weird to say. Um, and one more time, we're getting this. Uh, on Raw this past week, uh, Drew pinned Bobby. Does that mean in WWE logic that Lashley's winning? Um, I, I, I genuinely don't know with this one, Andrew. I'm, um, I'm so little and it sounds bad because you know we're going to get a really good match. It's going to be going to be hard hitting. It's going to be strong. It's going to be great storytelling throughout. Fine, great. But I feel we have seen this match thirty times. I mean, I don't know how many times we've seen it between Raws and, but 
it's just, I'm hoping, I mean, ultimately, I think I said to you off air, I hate Hell in a Cell, I hate Money in the Bank pay-per-views because they don't mean anything anymore. So let's hope that the fact that it's in the cell, that this is the end, this is the blowout. And yeah. if that's the case, you almost need, Lashley needs to win if this is the case. If this is going to be the end, Lashley needs to settle it as he's the winner. Let Drew build up and go chasing somebody else, even if it means Bobby loses the title to somebody else. But let Drew become human again and not just beat everybody bar Bobby Lashley. Um, the, the, we, there's, they, they fought so many times. I, I don't really want to keep rehashing over it. So let's go straight yeah. to the prediction. Um, what do you think, Bobby or Drew? Yeah, Lashley. Bobby, Bobby to win. Only because I want Bobby Brock. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to pin hopes continue on Bobby versus Brock and I think Bobby deserves longer with the championship Drew doesn't Drew can get back at some point I don't need Drew to have it right now he needs a break from he needs that sort of drop maybe do what Orton does drop down at the main event sometime do something else freshen himself up again and then bring Best him back next year. exactly that's fine so yeah let's go Bobby to win uh, okay that's Hen in the Cell as we said we'll be recording this on Thursday so if more was announced on Smackdown obviously Seth and Cesaro are still going at it so that could be added last minute um so yeah, we'll see what else comes up. Um, we are planning on returning um, on Tuesday, I believe, uh, with a Hell in a Cell and a Raw review. So let's see how things go. Last time we watched Raw, it was the Raw After Mania. And oh my God, that was an awful show. <laughs> so much so that we actually did a show we weren't planning on recording just to say how bad it was. So let's hope that this time is actually a bit better, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't put my hopes on Raw. I don't put my hopes on the money in the hell in the cell pay-per-view. So <laughs> let's hope we're pleasantly surprised then. It, the yeah. matches should be pretty good. Okay, mostly. They should be at least decent to solid. So let's hope that it's these expectations and we're back here early next week with a a surprisingly positive and uh, enthusiastic and optimistic podcast. Um, right, okay, uh, very quickly, let's get through the usual stuff. If you have any thoughts uh, about having what we're going to see this weekend, you can contact us in normal ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod. The email address is ringthebellpod at gmail.com. You can leave a five star rating and a review, that would help us a lot. Over at Apple Podcasts, you can also uh, subscribe, share, recommend all the usual stuff over at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. If someone does podcasts, you will find us. Right, Ali, thank you once again for coming back. Uh, the preview master, who next week will become the review master. Yeah, it's, it's the new gimmick. I'm going to get t-shirts, mate. Stick it on the t-shirt. <laughs> if, if it comes out of the box, you know it's over. So if you can get it out of the box on a shirt, you're, you're sold. Done. One up on WWE Creative. There you go. Jim Cornette 101. <laughs> okay, right. Let's end it there. Thank you, Ali, for joining me once again. Thank you. Enjoy having the sale. Hope it's good. Hope you enjoy the NXT. If you haven't watched this week's NXT, go back and watch it for fuck's sake. It was good. Samoa Joe is back. Oh, I love it. Okay, thank you. We'll see you next week. This has been Ring the Bell. I've been Andrew. And I've been Ali. Andrew. Yep. Ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs>